1: this is the Silver and Black podcast with R R in the morning.
2: for three.
1: Butter. Rob Thompson and Rudy J get you inside the San Antonio Spurs along with everything NBA. It's the Silver and Black podcast with R R in the morning, part of the San Antonio Sports Star podcast network at sasportstar.com.
0: Now. Here are the guys. We do it every day at 7 o'clock. We call it the Silver and Black Podcast. It's your opportunity to sound off as well. 656-377-6656 ESPN. You got something to say. Uh, The Spurs get back to work tonight. Up in Minnesota. I hope they packed a coat. Taking on the Timberwolves tonight. As Wimby gets to take on another guy of like size in Rudy Gobert. And maybe the yet best young bull in the NBA in Anthony Edwards. It will not get easy tonight to try to break the streak. No,
1: it will not. Um... Probably the best team in the West. Well, Denver's the best team in the West, but by the record, Minnesota's playing really, really good basketball right now. And uh,
0: solid. Anthony Edwards is questionable, not with a right hip. As uh, Yeah, he, they... had,
1: he took a nasty fall about a week ago.
0: And that that will certainly help. Jaden McDaniel out with a right ankle uh, beforehand and a couple others that might Of matter.
1: course, they'd go win tonight,
0: right? Uh, you know what? It wouldn't be outrageous. Because they have had a couple of days of practice. So you expect, at the very least, execution to have improved. And defensive understandings to have improved after about six hours of hardcore sweat practices. So Mm -hmm. I would like to see, does that mean a win? Probably not. But I'd like to see, as we've recalibrated our expectations for this season, now it's about (laughs) incremental growth. So we better see some damn incremental growth. You know what I mean? You've had four days, five days to work. Yeah, but I mean Minnesota's fifteen and four. Oh, again, I'm talking about winning a couple of possessions. You know, now, let's Daniels win a
1: is, Yeah, if Daniels is out and Edwards is out, then hey, all bets off. Let's get it on.
0: The T Wolves are going to be the biggest team they've seen all
1: year. Yeah, man, with with Towns and Go Bears, it's, it, it's tough. And well, and throwing Nas Reed too, man, they can roll three yeah, side footers out there. I don't, I don't consider Towns a. Uh, <laughs>
0: By, by stature or by play, yeah, by uh, play he ain't big. I don't
1: consider him like a, a rim protector. I have to look up the blocks, but I don't, I don't, you know, I don't look at towns and say, oh, I'm not going in there.
0: Now, the, the last time Wimby saw his mentor, his one-time idol or mentor, I don't know how you describe it, he killed him. 29 points, 9 rebounds, 4 blocks. Really? Mm-hmm. Damn! It'll be interesting to see if he can do it again. And
1: he was hit. Oh, the that, was the first play in, that was the first play, play-in. that was the first in season tournament game. That's right. They
0: have played this team, but they did lose that game. Uh yeah. The uh, defense ended up uh, collapsing the way it has typically, uh, and the expectation is that'll happen again tonight. Absolutely. Uh, and as we continue to charge through, we do have some good news for Wimby. He has made the made the cut. What's the cut? What he, cut is that? He's got the HEB commercial under his belt. He's got his first one. Spurs ring of honor. He's in. Well, you know, he and Sohan. Um, it was Sohan that did spots last year, right? Did Sohan get
1: Did somebody, were they worthy of an H-E-B commercial last year?
0: I I, I seem to think he did. If
1: I I was H-E-B, I'm like, y'all got to lose. You got to lose less than 50 (laughs) to get an H-E-B commercial. Like this is the Holy Grail. Like, you know, look at Jimmy Johnson. It took Jimmy Johnson 30 years to get in the ring of honor. You can't just get an H-E-B commercial. Somebody got to sell ice cream. 60 losses, no H-E-B commercials, man. I'd, I'd, I'd do the Coyote. Coyote had a better season than the Spurs did last year. No, you can't get in my H-E-B commercials. And not only that, I don't want H-E-B spending no money until ground beef goes down. And crackers and cookies. Again, I saw a bag of Funyuns for $6. Don't spend no more advertising money. You did money.
0: not see a bag of Funyuns
1: for $6. dollars Are you kidding and me? And I left them there. And told my five year old they sold out. Well, first of all, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that threw Rob for a loop. Groceries ain't no joke right now. Like, yeah, that, I remember I saw it on Black Friday, Rob. Someone was like, "Hey, we all got a TV." Black Friday, bring these groceries down.
0: <laughs> five forty nine for a bag of fun. Yeah. yeah anyway, Spurs. Um, Sorry. When being prep for the game, talked about getting ready and the time off and all that he's gone through in this uh, vomitous beginning to the regular season, but it is. In the end, all about being patient. It, See, that was a, that's what we're being patient. That's right a yeah. setup.
2: You know, a big part of it is uh, is being patient on the court and uh, learning how to how to read the situations. Taking my time, you know, getting to my spot, and uh, truly, how I feel is when whenever I, I do my thing and I take my time and get to my spot, this it's always a basket, and I feel very comfortable. In, the, in those stretches, but I got to, you know, some I, I, I still rush. I still turn the ball over. And this is this is what we're working on. And it's it goes through a lot of talking, you know, and uh, realizing.
0: Before the uh, triangle of toughness, unless that, yeah. that coach trailer has, there was the pyramid of success by John Wooden. And one of the building blocks of success, according to Wooden, in, on a basketball court is be quick, but don't hurry. And that is the most difficult thing to align the, yourself. The adjustment, with. that adjustment
1: from wherever you coming from, over oh, whatever G League, college, yes. overseas, the ability to understand that twenty four seconds is a long time, and to be patient and get to your spot. It is like when oh. the game, you can see when a player makes the transition from always being sped up, because that's the beauty of like you. We think in the NBA, these guys aren't playing defense. But there's subtle things that they're doing out there that speed you up, get you in a hurry, and next thing you know you take uh, that mm-hmm. percentage shot goes from a 50% shot down to a low 40s because they've sped you up. And so I know what Wimby – I know exactly what Wimby's talking about when he says, like, dude, you're 7'5", relax, get to where you want to go, kick the ball back out, get to your spot, and set. Get to your po- spot and set. But And, again, you, you would think because he's been playing professional so long – that it wouldn't be a tough transition, but that it's there's a huge difference in Mets ninety two, and the San Antonio Spurs and the Minnesota Timberwolves. But once he does, once again, I don't know. That could take a, it could take it could take two years. I don't know how long it takes, but you you will be able to see when the game is slowed down and he's just getting to wherever his sweet spot is, and you know, kind
0: of just sit on you, and then dictate the offense. It is so much of a, a nuance to it that. I get this. I do. I get that he understands that I have to be patient. There is no need to rush, but I, I, the the relaxed attitude of getting there is is the annoying part of all this. What do you mean? He what you because no, he, he sounds he, nonchalant in the answer. What me. are you saying? For, well, it seems like nonchalant in his answer, nonchalant in his attitude. You know, and it's it's wrong for the way I. I we'll see. The thing I about it is it.
1: he's he's remember he's a seasoned media. Yeah, so, so he understands that I'm not going to show y'all that I am. Frustrated, frustrated. Trust me at, at night. I don't care who you are. You could be the 15th guy on the bench, 14 losses in a row weighs on you. So at home he's, he's going through it. But when he's talking to us and he's in front of the media at practice, He's not going to show you panic. He's a seasoned veteran when it comes to answering questions. He's been answering questions since he was 15.
0: And wise beyond his years the way he's handled it. Because uh, as much as he has to work on being patient, and obviously Pop has adopted the attitude of patience, at least with his players, if not the fans, we have to kind of uh, recalibrate ourselves, as I said earlier, as to our expectations. Right Now, there are some issues. And big guys like Wimby have always been on the wrong side of refs. Because everybody looks at a big guy, well, you should be able to get through those fouls. You're big. Well, Wimby was asked about officiating and what he's gone through in his early
2: part of his NBA career. There are differences. I mean, it's, the, the rules are just different. So, of course, the, the, the calls are different. But it's... I wouldn't say there's one that's better than the, than the other, but, yeah, it's... I mean... What? Players are, are way better in the NBA, so it's hard to guard them. So, of course, people foul them a lot more. Because they're incredible sometimes, so it's the the game is different. But this we can't recompare really since the players are so different.
1: Um, there there's also you got to earn your rep. That that part of it comes in. I I don't care what who you are, what how much hype you had. NBA refs are wired differently. And they're not in a rush. They're not going to be in a rush to give Wimby a lot of the call. He, again, he's getting fouled a lot more than he's getting called for. They're, they're, they're getting away with a little bit more. But this has been the case with big men throughout the history of time in the NBA. I, Shaq went through it. All big men go through it. Well, one, your foul that's really not a foul looks like a damn near a flagrant. There's that part of it. And then there's the part of it where you're getting beat up and they're just not calling it because you're 7'5". Now, the thing about it, the reason why I'm perplexed with Wimby is, dude, he's 12 pounds. What are you watching, um, uh, Mr. Referee? Like, he just got smacked in the arm, or he just got pushed on the ground or pushed him on the hip. So, yeah, he's not getting all the calls he should, but that'll come in time as he gets better and as he earns his rep and his
0: stripes in this league. It's Yeah, it's the rookie baggage that he's going to have to say. That's it. Yeah,
1: everybody deals
0: with And it. a lot of it will go away when, you're, when you prove to those teams you're able to fight through it. They'll just stop. They'll just start focusing on the other dude that they can knock out of their game. Right. And, once, and that's part of what we just talked about, the maturation of being quick but not hurrying and forcing the refs to just stop blowing the whistle or start blowing the whistle as appropriate instead of treating you like a rookie and you look like a rookie, it's like a dog can smell fear, you can smell a rookie. You can see the way they're acting. Like, dude, you're just not ready, so you're not going to oh. get the benefit of the doubt when it comes down to it.
1: Well, in LeBron's mind, one of the knocks that people have had on him over the years was he flopped too much. According to LeBron, the reason he started flopping so much is because he was not getting calls. And he said, I had to get to the point where I had to make them call it. Now, okay. that now that may sound like BS, yeah. It may sound like yeah, BS, yeah, yeah. and it probably is BS, but it's worked. LeBron didn't get calls. Seriously? It's that's like Brady bitching. He he, LeBron got has gotten beat up over here. He his has. Years. Over, he's gotten but,
0: beat up. But for the last 10 years, what it's what been I'm a saying is safe life.
1: What I'm saying for LeBron is stuff that's called flagrant ones and twos, for some guys, LeBron is
0: just a common foul. That's what I'm talking yeah, about. And that is a, a, a fact. And he's not going to be the last to have to deal no. with that situation because he has proven... That uh, he will collapse under it now and again. Who is he? Wimby Oh, LeBron? LeBron, LeBron oh, yeah. has failed at times. Absolutely. And, and, th- and it will continue to be part of the way that he is reffed and guarded. There's a... Uh, you know, the perception of the Spurs' early season has been, things would be better if Sohan wasn't playing point guard. Like... Uh, And it's probably true in the offing. The numbers tell us that they're eleven points better per hundred possessions with Trey Jones in at point guard than they are with Sohan. But I mean, even by its at its most basic, by the numbers, it tells you that Sohan has been an abject failure, though a worthy experiment at point guard.
1: At point guard,
0: just point guard. We're only talking about point guard. Starting. Uh, this is only about a dude learning a new position that is so reflected on and shined by the other positions. It's very different to learn, go from small forward to power forward and it won't really change the rest of the offense. It'll just the way. But when you're going to point guard where everything you do is reflected on the other four dudes that are running around you, it just hasn't worked. And, and if you, if the decision is going to be, Nope, <laughs> fail fast. This was a worthy out, but it ain't going to be it. It might be start time to uh, kind of look around the league and see what the potential is for a quicker fix. And Bleacher Report uh, has a trade out there on the table. And I, I don't give a lot of love to Bleacher Report. I think they throw a lot of stuff against the wall just to see if they can force you to click content. on content But this actually has some merit because it's it has to do with uh, Tyus Jones. Point guard. Point guard. Uh, you know, um, a guy that is a respectable a respectable point guard in the NBA, NFL. I mean, NBA. I yeah. mean, a guy that has proven his merits and can play off of stars.
1: And he's wasting away in Washington because that team is awful and Jordan Poole doesn't give a damn.
0: Got trapped in there in the uh, trade that involved um, Beal. Right, isn't that how he ended up there in
1: Washington? All of that, all of that jumbled together like gumbo.
0: So he's kind of lost there, but and he's worthy of a first round pick. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No,
1: he could play. He his time spent in Memphis was really good. He would come off the bench for Memphis and steady the ship while Morant was out, or when Morant would get hurt, they would win seven, eight games in a row with him running the show. And the Jones boys, as it would be, would be a pretty good compliment to each other. What, Tyrus and, his, and Trey playing together for yeah. the Spurs? That, that would be cool. I mean, as a as a parent. Like, man, my kids are playing together in the NBA. Both went to Duke. Maybe you get a two-for-one special. Yeah, so you would get it, Devontae Graham out it of here? It involves getting rid of Graham. Who they're just not playing Who, you know, for, for whatever reason.
0: And that doesn't mean that uh, the, the Wizards would be happy to get him. But this is how you, know, you talk about moving guys around. So the capital outlay wouldn't be huge. It would be a player a draft pick involved, and I've seen Charlotte's you know, knocked around and a couple of others, and Chicago would get in on this deal too. But what I'm saying is a guy like Tyus is the kind of guy that I could see the Spurs making a move for in the season, like right now, because it would be an easy get. You wouldn't have to spend a whole bunch of capital, and it would allow you some time in the next month or so to kind of round yourself into a winning streak there at the end of the season if the playoffs are out at least let's end the season in a situation where we can see some hope because you know it's been a month since our last win and there's really no no future coming it's not like we're waiting for an injured player to get back it's not the only way the spurs get better is to get better but do you, but
1: at the end of the day and this been the theme for this month long losing streak is Are you is it is it about the wins? I'm not saying I'm not going to sit here and say they're trying to lose. I'm just saying, is it about the wins? If it's not, it's about getting better. If it's not about the wins, then you don't trade.
0: Well, I do. You, 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 I think you do trade
1: because it's not about don't you don't you want to hold on to the picks because they're talking about the Charlotte first round pick and of course Devontae Graham. But if it's if it's about getting better, don't you get better through the draft considering where they are in this rebuild?
0: Yes, you do. And I'm not saying this would end the search for a point guard, but it would end the search or the need for a point guard to help the other guys get better. Mm, I like that. There comes a time. That's a good twist. I've got to play better in my system to get better. And I can't get better because my point guard won't let us play better in the system I'm trying to get better in. That's fair. So I think there comes a time when you go, yeah, I get it. Uh, you, it was a worthy experiment, but you're hindering the development of everybody else. You cannot, for whatever thing in your brain, you are unable to throw an alley-oop. Why are we not ooping to Victor seven times a game?
1: And with this proposed trade, Rob, you're not getting rid of Shohan, so he can go no. back to a natural position and and get back to what we saw him develop into toward the end of the season last year.
0: And it's again, this is not about wins. This is about getting better to get better, to get the wins. And right now we're putting together five minute stretches. You know, every now and then we win a quarter. But we're or half. Even halves, yeah. But we're not seeing the sustained and continued success that is required from that is offered to you from either veteran leadership, you know, that steady guide hand that never lets things get out of control, whatever the case may be, or just star players putting it on their backs. And we don't really have Wimby in a situation to do that yet. That article I did read something and this Devin off the bench thing feels kind of like a, a nickname that might stick. And do we want that nickname to stick? What Devin off the bench? Yeah, Devin. Devin being the Manu is that something that you could realistically live with and go, this guy might be the best player on the team right now, even though I we think. know when he's coming. Can we live with the idea of this guy not only this year but the years coming forward taking that role? Because it's time. It might be time to define who he is. Well, if you can fix the starting lineup and, you know,
1: and it's not going to happen this year, but in a year or two he can be in the top 3 for six men because I agree. because he's that dynamic of a scorer and because he does defend really well. If they can fix some things and win some games, he could be developed into the best six man in the league because he's so good on the offensive side of the ball and I, I actually feel like he's one of the few two guards that is a legit two-way player. I think that's what separates him from some of the other guys in his class. Like Halliburton doesn't play any defense. <laughs> no. Bain doesn't play any defense. I don't think anybody's writing home to Maxie to be a first-team all-defense. I have to look that up. But he's a dog, th- but he's slow. Yeah, but yeah, exactly. Yeah. So when you talk about the guys that he's married to, because of that draft class, he's one of the few that is a legit two-way player. Because Halliburton, as much as we love watching him play, he ain't trying to stop anybody. And I mean anybody, but he's he's great and he's must see T V, but Devin Bassell has the potential and the ceiling to be the sixth man and I love him in this role. It's not a they need it.
0: it's just a definition. It's no. a different and, and if you finish the game, who cares? Yeah. But I do think you have to be very careful as to the mentality because being a six man is a very different dude than being a starter. It six, just
1: is. But it's fun. Oh but you, you know yeah. what? It's fun because it's like you're our guy. That when it. when you come off the bench, we don't expect you to do anything but be the and it goes back to Vinny Johnson. We just want you to be the microwave. We want you to come on here, get us 20-25 points a game and do what you want to do with the second team. You're not this way and it's fun for Vassell cuz it's like you're not out there having to of course you're going to spend some time with Wimby, but when you come off, when you Wimby's winded, you're not you're not playing through him. It's all about you. And we're relying on you to do what you want to do, which is put shots up and get buckets. So it's actually a fun place to be. And then in the fourth quarter, five minutes to go, you're going to be finishing the games. It's never about who starts.
0: So I, I but I do think we have to be very careful into, in deciding what do we want from you? Mm-hmm. What is your, your role going to be? Because we want to, this is when we're chiseling off the rough edges. Now you know, it's we're tough to give them one,
1: Yeah, it's tough to give them 150 and tell them to come off the bench, but. Hey! It's, if you're getting six-man awards, who cares? Yeah,
0: you're getting 150. You're getting 150 whether you yeah. – I mean, it's not a bad situation to be in. But I do think if, if we're going to keep Sohan to be that, you're going to have to go get a point guard to justify leaving Devin on the bench. You're just going to have to. If, if you're going to go the way that it appears that Pop wants to go, they're going to have to get somebody else on a more I think consistent basis.
1: You hit it on the head. It was really a mic drop. You have to get better in order for them to get better. And I don't think we're going to see the best of Wimby until there's somebody that
0: can legitimately set the table. What do you guys think? Six five six three seven seven six six five six espn You can chat back. You can talk back. You can do whatever you'd like on those socials. We see them on. We appreciate you. Uh, we promised uh, some tickets to give away to our early crew. And we have overcome and surpassed our goal uh, that had involved likes and subscriptions. Uh, I'd like to give away some tickets. Hey, Edwin, you ready to give away a, a pair of Adam Sandler tickets? You didn't take those home, did you? Oh, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's give away some Adam Sandler tickets. The number to dial, 656-3776, 656-ESPN. You win them, you'll be going tomorrow. That's right. I'll be available about 6 o'clock. Get on the phone. Caller number 7. He's going to check out Adam Sandler tomorrow night. The uh, I Missed You Tour at the Frost Bank Center. Uh, if you don't win them right now, you can go buy them at LiveNation.com. Caller number seven is going to go check out Adam Sandler. That's silver and black at seven. We do it every day. Make sure you tune in at the appropriate moments. And the way to do that is subscribe and make sure you get the, uh, the uh, notifications to get there.